Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S t-o-l-k-i-e-n and instagram at tipples and tolkien so cozy up pour yourself a drink and come on a journey with us this fall on tipples and tolkien kitsy what's happening on my podcast previously on battlestar galactica (laughs) dad's back action stations action stations set condition one throughout the ship this is not a drill repeat Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many copies. There are many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition One, a Night Shift Radio production. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb. And joining me in the CIC, or actually from his own quarters because I just got out of the sick bay, (laughs) is the XO Kitsy. That's me. I'm in my quarters, which is apparently a dingy basement. (laughs) And on the lamb uh, is the president of the podcast and the 12 colonies, Andrea. Uh, I believe you mean former president. President in exile. Because if you remember, I declared martial law last week in this podcast. You're never going to catch me. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's a family guy reference. I just realized that's not making it in. Uh, so I'm back. Yeah. You're back, baby. Back for real. Mm-hmm. Back, baby. <laughs> I'm 40% back. Exo's back. Oh wait, no, I'm not the Exo. <gasps> Holy yes! shit, that oh looks awesome! It looks so good. Yay! Is that a hoodie? Or, oh, it's the crew neck. Yeah. Oh, wait, uh, so excited. Because, because, because of course this is audio format and not video. <laughs> uh, my wife Ellen is holding up my her wife. brand new Set Condition One crew neck sweatshirt uh, that she ordered from the Night Shift Radio merch store, which you too can find at nsrad.io/merch or linked off nightshiftradio.com. And she's putting it on in the background. That looks oh, dope. It looks great. It's so dope. It's so good. Yay! <laughs> now I have to buy we one. Have, oh yeah. We have some uh, some amazing uh, merchandise already available, and we're working on some new designs all the time. I'm so uh, excited for them, including one uh, very special just for this show. So keep your eyes open for that. Uh, so if you want to show some support for. Set Condition 1, as well as the other shows on the Night Shift Radio Network. Uh, you can do so by uh, supporting our merch store and uh, taking photos and tagging us on social media to show all your friends. And of course, if you don't want to wear the swag, which I don't understand why not, but if you don't, but you still want to support the network, we do have a hashtag at hashtag Night Shift Radio. Uh, you can be hip and uh, send us some money on the Cash App. Uh, but all that plugging aside, previously on Battlestar Galactica. Ty's, Ty's a bad leader. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm looking again at the uh, 
the transcript. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast. I know we've discussed as humans, uh, but I use a site called sadgeezer.com you have for, mentioned for the this, transcripts, yes. um, which is just a funny name. Uh, and the, for the, the first season, the transcripts were, were pretty reliable as, you know, it would just like basically scripted out with a character name and what they said. And then some like, uh, some action notes, uh, I, I, those are called something in scripts and I, I, I'm escaping, it's escaping me. Uh, but, uh, as we've gotten later into season one and then into the beginning of season two, it started to get a little wonky. We're like, last week's was mostly commentary, <laughs> very little actual script. This one is great because it starts with Ty is interrogating Tyrell under a hot lamp. <laughs> <laughs> But like it's it's listed out as though they're saying is interrogating and under a hot I'm picturing that in my head now. It's interrogating <laughs> under a hot lamp, sir. It's the Kevin Sorbo. Zorbo? Sorbo. Sorbo. You're talking about Hercules, right? Yeah. When he yells the Fuck word. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about, so I'm just going to keep going. So here we are. We're, we're, we open with uh, Ty uh, interrogating. interrogating. Under Tyrell, a hot lamp. Under a hot lamp. And it's a hot lamp. <laughs> it's great because the, the next two lines are their their actual dialogue where Ty says, you're sweating. And she was like, it's hot in here. <laughs> it's under a hot lamp, sir. <laughs> you know how interrogations work? Yeah. Apparently, they work under a hot lamp. Looking for like, a hot lamp. Oh, that was good, too. We need to move I, on from the hot lamp. <laughs> I question the, the efficacy of making someone uncomfortable to get information out of them versus making them extremely comfortable and like really at ease and mm. like feeling like catered to. I don't know. It's a good cop, bad cop situation, I think. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So <laughs> we suddenly seem to think, and by we, I mean Colonel Ty, suddenly seems to think that uh, Chief Tyrrell might be a Cylon. I don't think he thinks there's any might about it. Like he's straight up accusing him of being a Cylon and of working directly with Sharon uh, in the plot to kill the uh, the old man. And uh, Tyrrell doesn't quite realize yet that Ty thinks he's a Cylon. Yeah. And when Ty points that out, Tyrrell goes on this whole like, my mother was an oracle. My father was a priest. I've been serving... On Battlestar since I was 18, I was on the Pegasus and the other one and the one before that <laughs> and then the Galactica. And Ty gives him a real big old slap across the face and goes, don't talk to me like you're a soldier. You're not a soldier. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Yeah, that was good. I was practicing. Yeah, because uh, Tyrrell tries during this in interrogation to again invoke his uh, Article 21 rights, which I, th I thought was Article 23 from before. So, Well, to be fair, Cylons know. might not remember which one it is. This yeah. might be maybe. I wonder if maybe there's a different article. Uh -huh. We don't know all the articles of colonization, so and neither maybe. do they. Apparently, this is the first <laughs> time we get any of Tyrrell's real backstory, though, right? The fact that his mother was an oracle, yeah. um, and his father was a priest—that is, yeah, interesting. That's, that's yeah. new for us. I like um, it. You'd think he'd be more religious. 
well, you or know, maybe not. Like, yeah. Maybe he's sick of it. Yeah. Who knows? He rebelled. Mm-hmm. Just like the Cylon. Oh, mm-hmm. that's what a Cylon would do for sure. Mm-hmm. But I love it because like Ty was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm sure you would. I guess you haven't heard Cylons don't have rights." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What? Cylon, wait a minute." <laughs> love it. It didn't even lo- occur like, to him. You know what we do with Cylons, Chief? Rosalind came up with the execution method, so he's going back to when Laura put uh, Leoben out the uh, the airlock. What's he been up to lately? Leoben? Yeah. Drifting in the vacuum of space? Mm-hmm. That's fair. That sounds like a thing he'd do. <laughs> <laughs> Getting real philosophical about it. Haven't we always been in the vacuum of space? I mean, drift? technically, yes. Isn't it God's plan to bring us out of the, the vacuum and into his love? Swim through the stream. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Swim through the stream. <laughs> There's a reference to that later. There is. That's why I said it. That's why I said it. So Ty decides to throw uh, throw the chief in the brig with his Cylon girlfriend. And when they get chief's there. Chief's not happy about it. Chief's not happy about it. But Sharon, boy, is she happy to see her BFF chief. And boy, well, is she, she thought was on, in for a rude awakening. Well, she thought he was on Cobble. Yes. Did you, did you catch? <laughs> you, you pronounced it correctly like three episodes ago. Is she also the one who called him Adama this week? No, that was D. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, there's there's a whole lot of people not uh, not remembering how to pronounce how to words. Pronounce mm-hmm. Words. Well, yeah. Then you got Baltar uh, comes back with a classic beta, <laughs> <laughs> which we learned recently is actually an English pronunciation. I've I've heard at least one other uh, a- a- Anglo Anglican a- Anglo Anglican <laughs> Englander say it that way. Okay, so. But I've been told that it is actually the, the English pronunciation, so it is correct. I believe it. It's just it's just weird, like like the English are wont to be. Yeah. How dare they make up a language and then pronounce things different than us in their language that they invented? Aluminium. Who do they think they are? Herb. Who's to really say who's pronouncing it correctly anymore? Good point. We'll never know. It's lost to history. So, uh... Boomer is real happy to see Chief, and Chief is like, don't fucking touch me, don't come near me, don't look at me, don't think about me, don't touch me, don't think about touching me, don't <laughs> sing about thinking about touching me. Sorry, I went into uh, that scene from Walk the Line there for a second there with uh, Jerry Lee Lewis in the uh, front of the car. So he's he's like, don't come near me, and he throws her to the ground, and she's all sad because, you know, she's having a rough time. She has had a rough she's- go of it. You know, I I feel bad for her because, yeah, she's a Cylon, yeah, she shot Adama, but oh, which reminds me, <laughs> Tyr even says, uh, "Like, I would never do anything to hurt Adama. I love the old man." And uh, Ty points out, "That's exactly what your Cylon girlfriend said," and that is exactly mm-hmm. what Sharon said. So that's but interesting. I did not shoot the <laughs> Colonel Ty. <laughs> Excellent. I'm right there with you. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Your patience <laughs> letting Kitsy make a point just so you can then lean in and get a clear take. <laughs> I really appreciate it. That is a good point, though, Kitsy. You're right. I hate this show. Already? I've hated it for a long time. Aww. Don't you listen to it? I say it every week. Good thing it doesn't matter how you feel about the show. <laughs> where are you, where, where, what are you going to do on Wednesday nights? I just realized. I mean, I've watched Battlestar Galactic anyway. I just wouldn't talk about it with you two. Mm-hmm. Kitsy no longer has the edit power. Mm-mm. I still have the edit power. 
Because it still comes through me before it gets released. That's true. Mm, damn it. They've got all the fans. But if you stuff. think I'm going to sit there and listen to it before I release it, <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> but meanwhile, back on Caprica. Which, by the way, Andrea now edits the podcast. So everyone tweeted Andrea. Tell her how good of a job she's doing. As of uh, as of two episodes ago now, I think the uh, the first mm-hmm, one was mm-hmm. Valley of Darkness. A couple of hiccups in that one. but A couple of hiccups, but... Dare we Look, say our best I'm episode so- yet? We have, I, I we was doing time. my best, but like you can only do so much with the hiccups. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> we tried Actually, to scare spoon- you. <laughs> Spoonful of peanut butter works every time. Glass of water upside down. Oh, you see, I always heard if you down. take a if you take a tissue and stretch it over a glass and then drink the water through the tissue, that'll stop the hiccups. That sounds disgusting. It is, but it does work. That's how you end up drinking a tissue. <laughs> hey. That's how you stop the hiccups. Hey, yeah. you want to know how to make a tissue dance? Hey, you want to talk about Battlestar Galactica? You put a little boogie in it. It's Halloween. Is it? <gasps> is it? When does this one? Almost. Oh. Almost. Okay. That's, uh, so I guess it's it's worth deciding for sure when this actually comes out. Um Halloween will be this coming weekend when this episode airs. So that joke was seasonally appropriate. <laughs> uh, but meanwhile, back on Caprica, uh, we've got uh, Starbuck and Hilo on the on the run, mm-hmm. and uh, they're, they're you know they're they're bonding a little bit. They're trading some snark. They're uh, they're lost. They're looking at the map, and uh, Starbuck's like, "We got to find out where the frack we are," and he's like. You don't know? She's like, well, you're the navigator. You're the driver. <laughs> they're going <laughs> so they're, tit they're for trading, tat, as it were. Trading barbs. Uh, but unbeknownst to them, yet knownst to us, uh, there's another group of humans. Uh, allegedly. Human, uh-huh. Appearing. Uh-huh. Okay. Allegedly's. Uh, <laughs> some humans looking peoples uh, <laughs> hiding in the woods. And uh, they see Starbuck and Halo and... Uh, uh, one of them decides he's going to take him out before they know what hits him. Uh, and so in order to do that, he stands and waits for just long enough for them to hear and run out of the way. Yep. So good job, Anders. That's Samuel T. Anders to you, bud. Way to go, Sammy. So a shootout ensues, and uh, there's some some classic uh, cover me and I'll run, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll cover you and you run. Reloading. And then I'm going to... I'm going to flank them, and then, yeah, somebody has to reload, and then there's a, a standoff where everyone's got their guns on each other, and people are doing the thing where they've got one gun in each hand, and they're having to look back and forth, <laughs> not realizing how stupid that is, because the moment they look away is that's... when the person on the other side would be, you know, would, would shoot them. Like, that's how that would work in real life. Also, uh, can we talk about how many shots are fired? Not one person gets hit. No. They are all no, they very all bad terribly. at shooting. They're just they're just shooting wildly, mm-hmm. and like they even talk about later on how they've been like raiding various military complexes for for ammo and anti radiation meds and whatnot. So like they acknowledge that like ammunition is in limited supply; they only have so much, and they're just fucking spraying it like it's a garden hose. And doesn't <laughs> I just realized I'm opening my um, makeshift notebook? I mean, it's a notebook; it's just not my regular one. Um, at, and in that scene when Starbuck gives them a hard time and she she says, you know, you guys suck, you know, you guys suck, right? Or whatever. Hang on. We got to introduce them first. Oh, I just well, she says, doesn't she, though? Like, you can't take a 
shot or something like that. You suck. Oh, she's not referring to gunfire. So that no. was what I was just going to say is that it just, I was hearing it as the team thing anyway. Yeah. But this yeah. time, as you guys were talking about that, I thought maybe. So so basically, they're, they're at a Caprica standoff where everyone, everyone uh, is pointing guns at each other. And it's like, well, how do we know you're not the Cylons? Well, how do we know you're not the Cylons? And, uh, you know, at one point, uh, you know, let's get some names, you know, and your Anders. And he was like, Samuel T. Anders. And he's like, yeah. And, and then Hilo names all the other people <laughs> around them. And he's like, Kara. Kara. What? These are the Caprica Buccaneers. No, they're not. <laughs> Does that imply there's only one pyramid team per planet? Per colony? Well, I imagine it's the Caprica City Buccaneers. Uh, but also it could be. Yeah. We don't know. They only talk about a very limited number of pyramid teams, I think, throughout the entire series. And I feel like they're always named after a colony. I don't think they're ever named after a city. Hmm. Uh, because they mention playing in the playoffs against Aralon. Hmm. And so I wonder if maybe there's only one like pro league where like one team represents each colony, but then I'm sure there's various like farm systems or yeah. like you know local like city leagues and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and like junior pee wee leagues. Uh, <laughs> but I I love I love Starbucks' reaction when she realizes oh these are the Caprica Buccaneers. She goes, yeah, you guys suck, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she cannot help herself. No, she can't. Oh, I love her. Uh, that's great because the, uh, the 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 uh Sea Bucks rule. Uh, they they take uh, Starbuck and Hilo back to their the their school where they're holed up with about fifty people. Was a hundred till the Cylons raided them a while back, uh, and uh, Starbuck discovers that they have a, a regulation pyramid court uh, set up because you know they've got their priorities right. Well, what else are you gonna do? You're a pyramid team. You gotta you gotta practice. You got a pyramid. I think I've talked about this before, but one of my favorite Lost episodes, Welcome to the Lost Corner, is when... Wait, can we get the theme song there again? It is. Bow, is, <laughs> is when um, Hurley spends an entire episode building a golf course, and it's really, it's a really sweet episode when it is finally built. you got to have things. Do they ever spend an entire episode building a mystery? <laughs> I'd like to unsubscribe from this podcast now, if I could. How do I do that? How do I unsubscribe from this podcast? The internal war. If I had been able to pick between which other Sarah McLaughlin song to sing in response faster, I would have. And then I just got, uh, what do they call it when you can't? Decision choice paralysis. Mm -hmm. And so I just yes. kind of stared at my mic for 30 seconds. I... I as soon as I can figure out how to unsubscribe from this podcast, I swear to God. Nope. <laughs> you made the blood oath. Took the blood oath. I am the blood oath. Ho ho. That's it. Everyone I call me the blood the oath law. from now on. <laughs> Is that your new handle? It's my new nickname. Blood oath. The blood oath. The blood oath. Thank you very on. much. It's a good episode for it because there's all that drippy blood imagery. Yeah, there is. There is. Hey, speaking of episode, can we get back to it? I thought we just did. Oh, great. And now I'm distracted. Yeah, way to go. So the Crapperka mm. Buccaneers. This is, this is your fault. <laughs> the Crapperka Buccaneers, they suck. <laughs> as we found out, Starbucks said it, so it's true. It's legal. <laughs> Starbucks said it, that's legal. It's canon. It's canon. Uh, yeah, I, what else happens? 
not a whole lot. Well, we're a little bit ahead there, so let's uh, let's pause with the story of the uh, the sea bucks. Reeling it back, and uh, let's go back to to Galactica, where uh, Callie's not too thrilled that uh, her friend the chief is uh, is in the brig that uh, the Ty thinks he's a Cylon, and uh, apparently they're they're building a nice little like really small looking cage for him. Mm-hmm. That that part I didn't get. Maybe Ty expects to be arresting a lot more people over the coming days. Mm-hmm. They got to free up space in the uh, in the brig. Mm-hmm. Well, so far, I mean, you got the president in there, you got Lee in there, you got Tyrrell in there. Now you're gonna have Boomer in there. Like, yep. it's a lot of people for one brig. Billy Ray Cylon, who I think is just renting a bed. He's just I don't hanging think he out. Actually, lives there. But... He's he's not legally obligated to be there. He's just chilling. Mm-hmm. Oh, known pyramid teams. Oh, the pre- there we go. Pre-Cylon War and the uh, the CPL Cobalt Cup, there were the Boskirk All Reds from Vergon, the Canceron Hydras, obviously from Canceron, the Hades Vice uh, from Hades, which apparently oh. is a city in Canceron. Oh, okay. Uh, so they do represent cities. Uh, the Mangala Krill from Mangala Canceron. So Canceron really was uh, that was the hot seat for for uh, Pyramid apparently. The Delphi Legion from Caprica. Okay. Delphi Caprica. Uh, obviously, the Sea Bucks from Caprica City. Uh, the Geminon Twins. The <laughs> 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 uh, Leonis Wildcats. <laughs> Am I right? Because oh, Leo. It gets better. It gets better. The Toron Bulls. Oh, the Aquaria. <laughs> Aquaria or Aquarium. Are, are any of them the Rough Riders? No. <laughs> people love rooting for Rough Riders. Well, if we're all just a bunch uh, of Rough Riders. <laughs> The Olympian Stallions from Olympia on Toron, uh, and the Sagittarian Archers. Oh, the Aquarians uh, didn't have any? Nah, well, no known teams. They they probably had them. But they had unknown teams. Not, We're busy. They're not listed. Doing uh, cooler shit. Post-armistice to pre-fall of the colonies. So this is in the, the area, era that this show exists in. Uh, the only two... Teams uh, na- named are the Caprica Buccaneers and the Pycon Panthers. Mm. Uh, but, of course, we know that Aralon does have a team because we know that uh, the Seabucks faced them in the uh, in the playoffs. And they killed them. And that's why they don't <laughs> have a name anymore. They murdered um, them all. Everybody knows. That is how you play Pyramid, pyramid right? Pyramid, yep. Fight to the death every time. Uh, do you think when the, the Pyramid team uh, is, is hatching their plans to, to beat the Cylons uh, on Caprica uh, that they call it a... Pyramid scheme. No, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Dad's back. <laughs> not, not quite or we'd have to go to the break. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do it, but it's not quite, we're not quite there yet. I mean, you can do it if you want. No, no. Uh, we, the moment's passed. So Callie. We have multiple greatest uh, contacts. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Go ahead, Callie. Callie is trying to uh, convince our friend uh, Gaius to do something about uh, the situation that the chief found himself in. And uh, Baltar, uh, he, he's, he, he takes a very uh, Caleb uh, circa 2010 approach where, you know, best not to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, she points out that the chief didn't tell everyone what uh, Baltar did to crash down. 
which and Gaius is kind of throws that back in her face and is like, what I did to crash down saved your life. So fuck you. He's right. Yeah. He's very quick to point that out. And he's like, uh, he gets a little rough with her and that upsets me. Yeah. Because Callie is an angel and no one's allowed to be mean to her. She is just simmering and has been, uh, you know, um, with rage. So Seething. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, She's a seether, <laughs> which we know oh. was on Crashdown's playlist. <laughs> um, anyway, no one's allowed to be mean to her, or I will fight them. No, she can <clears throat> seems take care of herself. I mean, long as she has a firearm. Whoa! Spoilers. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, but uh, she doesn't even need a firearm because uh, one of the, one of her her coworkers, her peers. Uh, starts you know giving her some shit for defending the chief, and he's like, "Oh, you fracking her, fracking him just like she was," and she kicks his ass. Yeah, that's right. Go, Callie. Also, what a gross. Ugh, I really I hated everything about that whole exchange. Yeah, just yeah. There was there was a lot of a lot of not okay stuff happening mm -hmm. amongst the the crew in this episode. Yeah, but. No, it's not an excuse. It's not okay, uh, as I just said. Uh, but, you know, the, the tensions are high under Tai's regime, uh, which has only been in place for... Uh, like an hour. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a couple of days. It's really hard to say for sure. Well, and uh, just thinking about that, I keep forgetting how little time has passed since, like, the miniseries. I mean, I know Boomer's had a rough go of it. A lot of people have had a rough go of it. But thinking about Callie, who's only there because of dental school, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. Has had her life threatened more than once. Her first boyfriend got real crispy. Her first boyfriend got real crispy. <laughs> and then in, I forgot about him. Yeah. And then in Bastille Day, what's his face? Oh, yeah. One of the prisoners, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, goes after her. And then... LT, what the... With his bullshit. What's it? Crash down. Mm -hmm. um, Crash down. Yeah, right? And then they've only been back for 30 seconds, and now... Lieutenant Dam. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream. Do they have ice cream in Battlestar? Yeah, she's, she's, been, she's been getting uh, the shit under the stick there. <laughs> um, You're right. But she's, she's a tough cookie. <laughs> we don't need to talk about ice cream. We can talk about cookies. Who else is having a rough go of it under... Um, Lee, who isn't? Let's oh, be honest. Yeah, Lee. But yeah, Lee, Lee is. He's 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 only out uh, on his uh, parole to uh, to lead the uh, the the pilots, and then go back to the brig when he's done. But you know, the pilots they miss him, and you know, they're raising a stink. They're like, "Come on, <laughs> come on, back and play cards with us. It's fine." Ah, Which ah! he's like, I "Knock find, it the fuck off." I find that interesting because. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm I'm in the brig for mutiny, so I can't. And they're just like, oh, just come on. Like he can be like, oh, you're right. I'll just skip. I'll just skip the brig. Well, you know what? No brig for me tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna come play cards with you. I'll pass. I'm all filled up on brig. I'll pass on that brig nonsense. He's gonna sneak out through the window of the brig <laughs> <laughs> when Dad's not looking. I wonder how long it would take Ty to even realize, though, because he doesn't know where he is half the That's time. That's true. He doesn't know who should or should. He thinks everybody should be in the brig. And uh, as we as we learned from Dee on one of her walks with uh, with Apollo, which seems to be a regular thing where she fills him in on the goings on in the CIC, mm -hmm. gives him all the latest gossip. Uh, 
she uh, she lets us know that uh, he's been hitting the bottle pretty hard, which for him is a statement because mm-hmm. he hits the bottle pretty hard on a normal day. And at one point he tries to hit the bottle against the wall <laughs> and immediately is just like, no, nah, I got to go back and get that. Yeah, he's like, I don't need this. <laughs> yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. And we learn uh, that, you know, D even says, like, I wish you were in charge to to Apollo. Uh, and boy, don't we all. Mm-hmm. Which makes me like, obviously it's it's pointless conjecture, but I'm, I'm curious to think like what would be different if somehow Lee jumped up several ranks and were in charge of the Galactica instead of Ty, who is like the obvious uh, next in succession, but not good at it. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I think what probably would have happened is the president would be unarrested mm-hmm. and reinstated. And things would have just gone back to, I don't want to say normal, because nothing's really normal for these people, but, uh, which actually brings me to another good point uh, that we'll get to in a little bit, but, uh, you know, I think it would be going better than it is, for sure. That's that's a reasonable assumption. So, one of the things going on right now is, uh, there's a lot of things going on in this episode, Ty asks Baltar, uh... Well, he's, he's confronting Baltar about it. He's like, well, obviously your Cylon test failed because you, you passed the assassin. They're calling her the assassin now. Baltar, you know, kind of kicks back. He's like, well, it was a beta test and I've devised a new set of protocols now and that won't happen again. But it got me thinking that like how similar what's happening in Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. right now is to what's happening in the United States of America right now in that there's a test for a very serious thing that uh, is hard to come by and might not be accurate. And we don't know who who tests positive and who doesn't. We've got a destabilized government. Democracy is in crisis. Uh, there's murderous robots on the loose. So it's just <laughs> like right now. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same as right now. Our pyramid team still sucks. Our pyramid team still sucks. And uh, yeah, we're killer robots on the loose. It's mm-hmm. whew, 2020. Well, so just we've got killer hornets right i mean we don't know they're not robots has anyone taken one apart yet i've seen that episode of x files the x files in fact definite article matters i'm just or, uh, i'm just saying black mirror we're recording Ooh. two weeks in advance so by the time this comes out for all we know there may very well be killer robots on the loose anything could happen it's 2020 would not be surprised <sighs> michael and i went down this road of conjecture uh back in uh, in april and it did not go well for us <laughs> <laughs> So moving yeah. on, we have a uh, Ty has another crisis to deal with, though. What's that? Well, uh, the ships are refusing to resupply Galactica until democracy is reinstated. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to go the other route and give me the definition of crisis. <laughs> <laughs> now I wish I had. <laughs> Wait, we're not getting resupplied. <laughs> What do you mean they're not sending their tasty cakes? <laughs> do you all have tasty cakes down there? Over there? I'm not good at directions. I mean, probably, but it's not really something I spend a lot of time researching. They, they make them right here in my house. In Philly? In mm-hmm. my house. Oh, in, in your house? Yeah. Do they make them or do they, they get consumed there? Yes. Yes. Very relevant for the podcast. What Is if it we spelled get... with a K? Yes. Yes. I can order Tasty Cake brand treats uh, from my local grocery store, yes. You should do that. They're very good. Mm -hmm. One might even say 
they're tasty. I'll send these you, are basically the same. I'll send you like, some. Oh, style, oh. like I'm not not gonna say they taste the same because I don't know, but they're basically the same like style wise as the uh, like the Hostess and whatnot. Yeah, similar but better. Mm-hmm. And Much I don't better. think that's just me being regionally, you know. I mean, it probably is, but regionally I'll snobby. It. Yeah, it might be a little bit, but not. I mean, we have all that other stuff. Um, that just reminded me, I still have y'all's. This is getting cut out, but I just keep, if I don't say it out loud, pins um, and masks of sin. So yeah. maybe we'll throw some uh, Krampets and stuff in for you. Yeah. Krampets? Yeah. Also, Krampus. I just realized I don't have to care about how derailed we're getting anymore because I don't edit this podcast Good anymore. Good point. So let me all tell you about what I did yesterday. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No. Okay. Uh, the ships are refusing to resupply Galactica, and Ty is not happy because no. they're not even sending coffee. And he's like, no coffee? <laughs> this is getting absurd. And he's he's about to send a sternly worded letter to the captains of these ships to let them know that he's he's not pleased. In fact, he when, does send a sternly worded well, letter. Well, he's about to send a sternly worded letter uh, to, to to let them know that, you know, they, they need to, to talk things through to understand why he implemented martial law. Uh, but Ellen doesn't think that that's, uh, that, that she doesn't think that's a good plan. <laughs> Ellen thinks that, uh, he's, he's being too soft yeah. and that he needs to like really show them who's in, who's in command and that, you know, they don't get to decide not to refuel the ships. So that's when he, he, uh, has Gata send out a call telling them that, uh, uh, restocking the Galactica is not optional and, uh, if uh, the ships don't comply, then there will be uh, what's what's the, the word? Stern measures. Stern <laughs> measures. Yeah. And Ellen's like, mm, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ellen's terrible. Oh my god, she's the worst. She is just like such a. She's an instigator. She's just such a like villain, villain. Like there's nothing. She, she's a manipulator. She and like Ty even he calls her out, calls for her that, out yeah. on it mm-hmm. because she keeps needling him and undermining him and questioning him and you know telling him like all the ways that he's doing everything wrong, which like he's already second guessing himself. He already knows that he's fucking up and like it's like the where you like kind of start to drop something and then you just like mm-hmm. fumble it for like a minute and a half thinking mm-hmm. like no nah, this is the time that I'm gonna catch it and it just keeps <laughs> dropping. Yeah, that's his command. He's just like every time he thinks he's got it, he just trips and drops it, it again. It gets worse. Or it's like it's like trying to catch a, a, a an American football when it bounces and it just like bounces all over the place and every angle. Let's think of a few more analogies for what this is like. It's a fucking mess. Is what it, it is. It's like when you're trying uh, to catch a fancy snow globe and you're Chris O'Dowd. This is a callback to one of our first episodes. It is so f- no funny. It's not the right word, but. Ty knows exactly what she's doing. He calls her on it and yet still reacts in exactly mm-hmm. the way she knows he's going to, which I get. You know, there are those people who can just like, yeah. boy, is she good at it. And Ty's going to tie. It's like when you're trying to watch out for the Cylons and then you see the Dreadus. Yeah. I think that was a hint. We're not quite there yet. Oh. Oh, my God. We're 45 minutes in. I have to do it at a dramatic spot. We're getting really close to the dramatic spot. So Ty sends a bunch of Marines to the ships and there he goes to take the supplies and do crowd control and uh 
Gata points out like, hey, we don't really have the manpower for that. And he's like, we'll send deckhands and pilots and people who have absolutely no training doing this. Give them guns and send them to, to patrol the civilians. Like, that's going to go well. Yeah. And when you put it that way, that reminds me of Adama early on. It's that line that's so good. He's like, when you use the military to police your... There's a reason you separate the military and the police. That's right. One protects the people and one fights the enemy of the people. Right. And when they're one and the same, the enemy starts to become the people. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but... It's a reasonable paraphrase. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And That's the gist of it. And Adama warned us. And he Ty did. Did and not heed that warning. And Ty went, ah! <laughs> and he did anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so there we are on one of the ships and we've got uh, some rioting civilians surrounding some very uh, fresh-faced, ill-equipped soldiers or not soldiers with soldier gear. And uh, they're, uh, they're throwing coffee. They're causing a ruckus. And then... Are they growing this coffee somewhere? Or did they just like... That's what I was trying have, to figure they out. Just, are they just They skimming? ordered a bunch of it right before they left. That's what it seems to me that they're just kind of like... Uh, it's like a weird feudal system going on where like King Ty comes around and gets a portion of everybody's stuff that he gets to take back. That's really interesting. I hope we get to explore that later. <laughs> hint, hint. I'll write that down. Um, <laughs> anyway, tensions are getting high, but we have multiple greatest contacts. You happy, Caleb? No. No. Well, fine. You but fucking do it then. <laughs> I'll wait. I'm already in the break. I'm, 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 I'm already on my ad break. I'm taking my, my legally allocated 15 minute ad break over here. And it's a hot lamp. We have multiple Dreda's <laughs> contacts. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump to a safer location. We will embed the rendezvous coordinates into the ad. So make sure you listen to the whole thing in reverse to get those uh, coordinates correct. Otherwise, you are going to end up in a very weird part of space and we cannot help you. So uh, get ready for that. Remember, listen to the ad in reverse at uh, three quarter speed and we will see you on the other side of the jump. You're listening to a Night Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition One as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica, one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod HeroCast, guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform. If you put your thing down, flip, flip it, it and reverse and it. Reverse it. It's a silent. <laughs> and that's how we come back from the break this week. So when we last left our adventurers. Uh, yeah, so the, the marine detail is getting surrounded by by the crowd and someone 
we're not sure if it's a Marine or if it's a civilian or, or who, but someone fires a shot. And you know what happens? One shot gets fired. More? More shots? Yeah. Oh. More shots get fired. Like but, a lot. Uh, this kind of, uh, this catalyzes uh, some events uh, set in motion uh, to uh, maybe put an end to, to this madness. Uh, there's a, a plan that starts to form to to get uh, Laura Rosalind out of the brig and off of Galactica and to try to figure out how to get Ty out of, uh, out of power. Yeah. And who is leading that plan but the one, the only, Leah Dama. Now, I want to point out that he did promise Colonel Ty that uh, when he was on duty, he would make no attempt to free Laura Rosalind or so uh, so insurrection among the crew. <laughs> and what is he doing? Exactly those things. Because uh, he's got D in on the plan. Uh, she is uh, making some scrambled calls. To, Which uh, Gata gets hip to. Gata gets hip to. And kind of Gata seems like he would be a narc. <laughs> Surprisingly, he 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 doesn't. At no. the last like... second, he doesn't. But he he kind of confronts D in the uh, in the washroom there, and is like, uh, "Do you know anything about like uh, some scrambled, you know, uh, off the books calls?" And he's like, "No, of course not. Those are those are against regulations." And Gata's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, mm-hmm. yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Interesting, mm-hmm. yeah." Mm-hmm. And then and uh, like, you know later, when do you know what to do with these tossed salad and scrambled eggs? Was... Sorry, go on. No, no, I'm done. No, you're not. You're done when I say you're done. <laughs> Fuck. Whoa, whoa. Hey, you're in the goddamn sick bay. I'm in charge. I've declared martial law. I'm done when I say I'm done, and I'm done. Uh... <laughs> clearly intimidated him. He sounds terrified of your anger. What don't yell you... at me. Don't yell at me. What are I'm you so laughing fragile. at? Don't don't you have a, a fucking so escape plan to, to go hatch? Boy, do I love uh like good old fashioned heist, which this kind of is. Or at least I guess it's kind more of. like a prison breakout, isn't it? But they're like similar. It's a it's it's heisting a person. Yeah, it's a reverse heist. A prison break is definitely uh it's it's a people heist. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. basically what happens is uh Doc Coddle requests a emergency raptor. And we later find out that he he claims that he was held at gunpoint by Leah Dama and forced to do it. I don't think that's how it went down personally. I think he was probably just like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's like, Is there, can I smoke a cigarette while I do it? Cool. <laughs> exactly. I'm, fu- I'm in. Uh, they also closed down Causeway B. Why are we closing down Causeway B? Oh, for decompression testing, because it's been losing pressure since the, uh, the Cylons uh, were on board. Get it fixed. <laughs> That's literally what we're doing, sir. <laughs> he's he's got a knack for for giving the order of like, do the thing you're already doing. Yeah, exactly. I'm in charge. Yeah, yeah, you get the impression that if he caught them and they just kept going, he'd be like, yeah, you walk down that hallway. You you take President Roslin and put her in that ship. That's you flip me the bird. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh so uh, they've got a couple uh, a couple dudes in green uniforms who I assume are deck crew. I don't know uh, that uh, kidnap the president. They wake her up with a hand over her mouth mm-hmm. for some reason. I'm not sure why that was necessary. Uh, I guess for the appearance Cinema of it. Cinema verite. Yeah. And you've got the uh, the one and only brig guard who apparently is on duty 24 fucking seven. <laughs> this guy. Yep. Um, he's like, OK, 
make it look good, but not too good. And then he gets socked in the face uh, by one of these guys because, you know, they have to make it look like they overpowered him. And he didn't, you know, let them just let them do it. And uh, they take Laura Roslin, they meet up with Lee and they go into Causeway B, which, as we know, is closed for decompression testing. And and yet somehow there's a Marine patrolling it. Thank you. Why the fuck is she there if it's supposed to be closed for decompression testing? Is she trying to die? Maybe she's trying to die. I mean, she's literally only there. So Rosalind can have her make your choice, mm-hmm. son, moment. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, is fucking worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, Andrew, it's just as badass coming from her. Mm-hmm. As the president of the, uh, the podcast, do you want to talk us through the scene? Because this is like your time to shine. It's just very good is that, I mean, you, I mean, obviously we know that Rosalind's not, this Marine's not going to do shit and we know it, but it's still really satisfying to watch Rosalind just kind of like, you get the feeling that even if she weren't making contact with that gun as she pushes it away, her, she still would have been like using unable. the force. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it felt like. Um, it's such a badass thing though. Cause she's like, basically she's like, I'm going to keep walking and you're either going to mm-hmm. shoot me. Or you're going to let me go. Yep. She's like, but I'm going to keep walking and then just pushes the gun out of the way and just moves on. Mm-hmm. It's so badass. It's really badass. She's well, yeah. The, the, the Marine stops them and Rosalind calls her private, which I don't, I don't, I don't know enough about Marine ranks mm-hmm. to know if private's a, a Marine rank or not, but that feels wrong to me. Maybe that's her name. Uh, maybe. Uh, she says, do you know who I am? Good. You and I have something in common. We each took an oath to protect and to defend the articles mm. of colonization. Those articles are under attack, as is our entire democratic way of life. Now, my duty won't let me stand here and allow that to happen. So I intend to go through that hatch and get off this ship. You can either stand aside or you can shoot me. You'll have to decide where your duty lies. So good. It's badass. And then she just pushes the gun aside and walks by. <laughs> it's so funny because... That is that's the coolest fucking moment, but she didn't actually need to put like she just did that because she knew it would look cool as hell. Uh-huh. Like she could have just kind of skirted around the Marine. The Marine wasn't going to stand in the way of whoop, whoop, pardon, pardon. Uh, but she's like, watch how badass this is going to be. Just watch. I mean, what do you want her to do? Fucking limbo under the gun? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. And so they uh, they they escape on a, on a raptor and make their way to uh, to cloud nine, which we we learn. Uh, is the busiest spaceport in the fleet. And uh, if they make it there, uh, they'll be able to get on a, another shuttle that the uh, the Galactica crew uh, can't track them onto uh, before they can stop, before Galactica can stop uh, air traffic, space traffic. And it's interesting, too, because uh, one of the things that when they're hatching their plan that comes up is they're like, we're going to need like someone to help us and, and somewhere to go. And Lee's like, I have an idea, but you're not going to like it. <laughs> and yet apparently she never asks what that, what that, what that is or, or or why she won't like it. Yeah. Because when they get to Cloud Nine, who do they run into? Tom fucking Zarek. Tom Zarek. And Laura Roslin's like, oh, what the fuck and is he doing here? this guy. <laughs> and Lee's like, he's the only guy I knew with a bunch of shady friends. And Tom's like, oh, thanks, bud. <laughs> it's like, well, when you say it like that... <laughs> <laughs> moving on uh laura roslin says one of my favorite things she ever says on this show and she says well mr zarek it would seem the enemy of my enemy is my friend <laughs> and he says call me tom <laughs> so good and she says 
No. <laughs> uh, before they arrive on uh, on Cloud Nine, though, oh the, yeah, uh, the Raptor is intercepted by the by the Cap, the uh, by Hot the Dog, that Air Patrol, hot by Hot dog. dog of all people. So you have Bodie almost. Mm-hmm. So you you now have EJO's actual son in a standoff with his TV son. It's true, and he doesn't know what to do. Happens. Yeah. And, and they, you would think that Hot Dog would know unequivocally that, like, he's not going to be shooting down a raptor that has uh, Leodama and President Rosalind on it. You'd think he would know that that's just not going to fucking happen. But wait a minute. Uh, there's a couple other people on the... Well, there's one other person on the shuttle, and there's someone missing from the shuttle that's very interesting. So uh, uh, Laura took Elosha with her, the, yeah, the yeah, Oracle, yeah. and uh, Billy. She tried to take Billy, but Billy stayed behind. He just can't stand for uh, for what what she's doing for like how it can sow division and possibly civil war amongst mm-hmm. the fleet. Um, it's really because he's a little baby and is afraid that he's going to get in get trouble. Shot. Yeah, <laughs> it's really because he's a Cylon, and now it's his chance to uh, run amok Which on Galactica unchecked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or maybe we just never see him again. Oh, oh, but if only. <laughs> I actually, I realized today that I legitimately don't remember what happens to Billy. I don't either, which <laughs> tells me maybe we actually don't ever see him again. And this is just, that's it. He's like, nah, I'm out. I like the idea that the actor, he was like. I don't think this show's going anywhere. I'm going to peace out. <laughs> Nothing's going to come of this. I'm, I, you know what? I'm going to go uh, be on, uh, uh, what's, what's, a, what's a bad show? Um, Let's see what shows he's been on. I bet it, one of them's bad. Billy Ray Cylon. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. That's actually how he's credited. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, Paul Campbell. What has Paul Campbell been? Wow, he's he looks good. Oh? Uh-huh. Oh, boy, grew up a little bit. <laughs> well, it's only been. Got a real haircut. There you go. Does he get? That's does right. he have a suit that fits now? <laughs> it's not yeah. his dad's suit that's way too big for him? Then he wore his first communion. So let's see. Paul Campbell. Uh, Wait. Oh, wrong. Never mind. <laughs> Wait. Wait. No. His, yes. His, hold on. What? His he, father's what? name is Bruce Campbell. I'm sorry, what? But I don't, I can't tell if. If he's been the Bruce Campbell's kid this whole fucking time, I swear to God. Paul Campbell's father. I don't think it's the same one. It can't be, right? Wouldn't this be a thing to learn? <laughs> this be fucking wild. This not would really. No. Andy and Rebecca. Okay. okay. I feel better. Bruce Campbell and I once accidentally grazed butts at a con. That is the Ooh. greatest thing I've ever heard in my he life. He was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. He was dressed a lot like Jimmy Buffett. It was great. <laughs> I've been butt to butt with Bruce Campbell. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just got chills. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, while Andrea's going butt to butt with Bruce Campbell... <laughs> Our boy Hot Dog is instructed to fire a few warning shots across the bow of uh, Apollo's Raptor. Man, it's a hot dog. And he does. But they don't turn around. It's uh, even, you know, Ty Ty gets on the horn. I assume, I don't think Ty ever actually calls uh, the communications the horn, but I feel like he would. (laughs) Oh, he totally would. Get Apollo on the The horn. horn. And he's like, what the fuck is a horn? We We don't have one of those. What are you talking about, you old weird man? Uh, and he, he gets on the he gets on the channel with Apollo, and he's like, uh, you know, I will 
you know, I don't think I won't shoot you because I will. And Apollo's like, you do what you have to do, Galactica, and he hangs up. Yes. <laughs> it was it was a great moment. Mm-hmm. Lee is really like he's starting to find himself. Yeah. A bit. Mm-hmm. He's starting to realize like, you know, stepping out of uh, out of his old man's shadow and and stepping out of the like the expectations of him from you know from his time in the, the colonial fleet. Like he he's starting to realize what who he is. Yeah. What he stands for. What it means to be Lee Adama. And apparently it means mutiny, uh, prison breaks, uh, smuggling people. I can't wait well, for season three when he just goes full on fucking space pirate. Well, yes. <laughs> Captain Apollo, space pirate. That's a new anime. That's Captain. I'd, is that I'd a shirt? I'd, I'd wear the shirt for sure. Let's go. Oh, my God. Merch idea. Ethan, where are you at? <laughs> We're going to have him. Busy, busy. Um, I just wrote down the, the note I made for myself just says Ethan, Ethan. as if I'll remember why. <laughs> um, Ethan is the um, wonderful artist who made all of our avatars, if you see us, our personal avatars on Twitter. Everyone knows this already. And um, also um, something that's soon to be or maybe already is in the shop, which is where, again, might we find our beautiful uh, merchandise? Oh, you can find that at nsrad.io slash merch. Uh, and also linked off of nightshiftradio.com, where you can find information about all the great shows on the Nightshift Radio Network, uh, as well as our uh, wonderful blog, uh, which features content relevant to all of our shows, and the print edition for the Storyteller Series podcast. Uh, and of course, uh, Andrew mentioned our, our social media, our, our, our Twitter accounts, where you uh, can see our avatars uh, that were made by the, the wonderful Ethan Kosak. Uh, and that is setcon one podcast mm-hmm. correct yeah yeah see I, the number see, I remember one. now set that's the number one setcon number one podcast uh on twitter and instagram so you can check us out there and of course uh because we've we've neglected to mention it uh this week but of course you already know to subscribe you're uh, already subscribed show, obviously you're already obviously. subscribed we we know that you are uh only a loser wouldn't case. already be subscribed <laughs> oh. oh don't be rude <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you've forgotten, mm-hmm. uh, you can click that subscribe button to make sure that you get notified every week when we have a, a new episode, because that's how we do. Uh, and of course, you know, every now and then, maybe uh, maybe something special will drop. We, you don't know. You, you, know. you never know. Yeah, we, you don't know. We don't even know. But, but you will know if you're subscribed. Uh, and of course, if you uh, if you're enjoying the show, you can you can leave us uh, a rating and review on your your podcast uh, platform I love of them choice. So and much, yeah. The reviews that, are like what keep us going. Yeah. So like, Andrea's gonna attention. die if we don't get another one soon. Correct. <laughs> um, I'd also we're a couple of weeks out on this, but um, we were all recently uh, voices in an episode of the Storyteller series, which is one of my favorite shows on the network to begin with. Um, it's way better than this one. <laughs> So Battlestar Galactica, huh? Yeah. So what oh, I, yeah. I I do think um, I really am as always impressed by the way they develop the characters on the show because one of the first things we learn about Lee is that he was reading Zarek's book on campus when it was banned because he was mm-hmm. you know curious and interested and we I think we tend to think of I'm saying we pretty broadly um, but people in the military as just kind of you know, they're there to, we to follow, follow orders. orders. Exactly. Um, no, Lee thinks for himself. And and always has to some degree. So it's not just some like random turn. You know what I mean? They yeah. decided, you know, uh, during's, uh, what do they call it? Sweeps week um, to, to liven things up, you know? Yeah. 
I kind of get the the sense that like of the two Adama brothers, mm-hmm. like Zach joined because he felt like he had to like to impress his father, and Lee joined because he thought that he had something to like to accomplish, mm-hmm. yeah, like something that like he needed to do to contribute to society, and. Uh, I think that that says a lot about their their personalities and a lot about why one is still around. Yeah. Do we know Zach's call sign? Have I ever learned that? Zach died in his like first so he flight, so gone. he never got a, a call sign. Right. Had he landed safely, he probably would have been assigned one. Got it. Might have might have been might have been safe landing, <laughs> but it wasn't. Do y'all want to you want to propose some call signs for him real quick? Mm-hmm. Crispy. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Mm. Splatter. Oh my god. Wash out. Oh. Shot down. Shot down. <laughs> oh, I know they're not twins, but it would be Artemis would be a good one for him because of Apollo. Yes, if he had a, a twin, Artemis would have been a great name. Uh, which again, uh, no. Maybe there never was an Artemis. There was an Athena call sign in the original. Hmm. And so. I do like that they haven't. Like, obviously, it wouldn't be this show if it were that straightforward. But I do like that they. I, I joked, or I guess I didn't really joke. I questioned in our early episodes when I learned that all of the different colonies were named um, after the different astrological um, signs. And I questioned whether or not the different citizens would have, you know, uh, traits and attributes that we associate with those signs. Mm. And, and mm-hmm, I was trying mm-hmm. really hard to map that kind of thing onto this show. And if that were the case, right, then Zach's call sign would be Artemis. And it would be very easy to figure out, like, who, you know, who was up to what and who was good and who was bad and all of that. But they haven't been that. It hasn't been so straightforward, which I like a lot. Yeah. It's actually really great that there's, like, it's not easy to mm-hmm. figure this show out. Mm-hmm at least not so early on. And quite honestly, not even after several washes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's one last uh, big twist well, in this episode. Two things we got to talk about. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. my God. What's the other? We got to talk mm-hmm. about how Starbuck plays pyramid with Anders and it oh, gets yeah. a little, oh, that's right. It gets we a started little talking about flirty. And, uh, Starbuck discovers the, uh, the the pyramid court, and she gives Anders some shit uh, around their priorities for for setting up a, a regulation pyramid uh, court in the uh, uh, in you know, in the resistance, uh, <laughs> you know, in in a fucking nuclear holocaust. She does play lots of no no. What's the card game that I like? It's not called pyramid. Oh my god, the full colors game. Triad. Triad. Everything's yes. a sh- not a shape, but like a um. So she's everything is a shape. I guess that is fairly true. Air's not a shape. Yes, it is. Huh? It takes the shape of its container. Did you right. know that everything in the entire universe either is or is not a potato? That's a true statement. We're gonna have to ask science Twitter about that. Um everything in the universe either is or is not a potato. That's fucking profound. Name literally anything. Come on, quiz me. Let's go. I'm acting like I'm trying to think because I like to play in this space. But I believe you. No, come on. Hit me. Let's let's explore this a little bit. Hit me with what some What if things. I just 
just knocked you the fuck out when you said that. <laughs> Let's be honest. I probably deserve it. But but come on. I want to I test pacifist. my theory. Just come on. Just throw me, throw me a couple things real Potato. quick. Potato. Potato. Tater tot. Potato. Caleb? Potato. <laughs> like you we, were asking me. We already did that one. Caleb was a potato or not. And I said potato. Caleb's not a potato. Caleb. G- g- Zamboni. Not Ooh. a potato. Potato. Uh, that's still a potato. <laughs> Sweet potato? Yes, potato. Yam. Potato. Oh, sometimes I hear what it's going to sound like when it airs, and I hear my accent come through, and I hear the vowels that start up in my, right up in my, my nasal cavity. So yam? Grits. Ooh. Not a potato. What about um, instant mashed potatoes that have <laughs> not yet been reconstituted? Schrodinger's tato. <laughs> is you a great point. Is you ate my tato. That's a good one. Thank you. That's I think, why I'm the I president. Think, I think I want to say yes because they are made from potato. So there's one final twist mm. uh, in this episode. Oh, wait. Did we talk about... I'm so sorry. Did we oh, talk, my God. Well, I, this is genuinely <laughs> Whatever important. it is, can you talk about it into the microphone, please? Yeah. That's where I am. You, well, you were back here. For I a shook my head out of. Um, it was like a. The, you whipped your hair back and forth. I, All right, thank sell you. Sell the thing. Um, <laughs> that that Gaius uh, tries to murder Tyrrell, kind of to get oh, the. Oh fuck yeah! Thank we you. forgot about that. Thank you. I'll take your apologies off the air. Why don't you go ahead and uh, uh, walk us through that scene? What happens? Yeah, so Ty um, sends Baltar in to retest, right? Isn't that how that starts? Yeah, to retest. Um, what's her name? I think, but instead, Chief Tyrrell. Oh, it's, it is Tyrrell. That's right. Um, but instead, he injects him with something that slows his life down very quickly, um, and he. Uh, uses that as leverage to get Boomer to tell him how many other Cylons there are that they don't know about, uh, assuming that she'll know. Um, and eventually she does give him a number. She says eight, um, which I think I know to be true because as far as I know, there are in fact 12. But again, I don't really remember why we know that. And I do think she was kind of just like, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know that you can trust that as an accurate number because yeah. she would have said anything yeah, to get him to, right. to give chief the antidote to whatever the fuck yeah there's that number again though there's another we eight. know that they're like according to the you know the note that was slipped to guys in the beginning of the series that there were 12 silence and there's eight that we don't know about there was the eight uh like curtains or banners or whatever in the opera house uh she says that there are eight silence left in the fleet that doesn't tell us if there are eight individual Cylons left in the fleet or if she's referring to the eight models remaining. That number seems to be really important. Yeah. Uh, and again, it seems to somehow like center around her. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Everything's octagonal, eight sides. Yeah. God is an octopus. <laughs> that checks out to me. Yeah, that's... That's the only explanation. There's, there. I really, I, I kind of like. What that. if God was, was an octopus? <laughs> That'd be pretty fucking cool. I'm not gonna lie. I would. You know what? I would worship an octopus. Oh yeah. Those guys are fucking smart. I for one. 
Welcome. I mean, as far as we know, they're they're aliens. They like, are they're... absolutely oh, not from this planet. Yeah. There's not a fucking chance. Y'all ever watch one walk on dry land? Though? They're so weird. It's so good. <sighs> oh, I love them. They're very cool. Yeah. Once again, listeners, write in. Tell everybody how we should be recording video so you could see um, what you didn't just get. Fine. We'll do it next week. Yeah. God damn it. I win. We'll We'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll no, do it live. no, we won't. No, we'll definitely oh, do it no. recorded. Yeah. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Can you imagine a live episode of this? Oh my no. god, no one wants that. No. I have to put my watch back on just so I can check it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one last twist in this episode. <laughs> but wait, I'm kidding. What a twist! <laughs> I'll say if either one of you thinks of one more goddamn thing we have to talk about first, it's over. The, the podcast for for real. <laughs> The whole thing? We're done? No. That's all that's all we have to do to get out of this thing? Don't you sound so no. eager. This is all I have in this world. <laughs> but if uh, the podcast is over, you can binge the rest of the show hell over the yes weekend. Yes, I can. I I was gonna I'm Caleb, no, tell us about tell the one Ty last time. Ty and Ellen are having uh, another argument about how manipulative Ty is and or uh, how manipulative Ellen is and how weak Ty is and uh and uh you know, Ellen is giving him shit for basically for not shooting Lee down, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, for letting him get away, and she's just like, you know, I couldn't do it. It's it's his son, uh, and just at that moment, the door opens, and we hear, "So, what's happening on my ship?" <laughs> and it is incredible. And I yelled. I was so happy. Okay, the first time we watched this episode. Andrea stood up off the couch. I was literally on the edge of my seat at certain points throughout this episode. When Tyrell is under, mm-hmm. like literally mm-hmm. on the edge of my seat. I was. I believe it. It was this episode was so fucking good, though. I'm so glad that you're on the other side of the screen and can't do anything about this. We did forget to finish up Callie's story, and it's big. Callie shoots somebody. Did we talk about that? Why are you all looking at me like I'm crazy? Because you're right, and we both forgot, and we're very upset with ourselves for forgetting. At least that's where I'm at. Yes. We didn't forget it because that's last. Yeah, Andrea. But y'all kept saying one more thing. Yeah, and then the, then it was going to be the big surprise oh, ending. Whoa. Oh, y'all had one more thing and then one more other thing that... This is Wait. like this is a mid two thousands Apple announcement. Is this your but first wait, time more. on this podcast? <laughs> I can't believe you fuckers are gonna try to pretend like y'all knew what you were doing. Oh my god! I, I mean, no, I totally forgot. So there we were. There we were in the in the in the ties quarters. Hold on, you were so pleased with yourself. Caleb was doing a victory dance at not being wrong about the thing, even though I just, I was, was excited that like I had a, a good reason for like forgetting that that had happened because it hadn't happened yet. So they have this nice tender moment where uh, it is really lovely. Where Ty helps uh, Adama sit down and he's like, I fracked up real bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Adama's like, well, you know, I've made some bad calls too. And he's like, oh, not like these. Um, and you know, basically what it boils down to is, uh, you know, Ty says there's a lot of pieces to pick up, and Dama says we'll pick them up together. Oh, God, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. And then now where's like, my son? <laughs> and he's like, Ugh, "Listen, <laughs> you're not gonna like this." Feeling real good about not shooting him out of the mm-hmm. space. <laughs> so funny story. I can't remember. Does he actually answer? No. No. It, oh. This is where it cuts to. Uh, we missed. Well, we didn't miss. 
there is one last thing. I said that the, that there was a final twist uh, in the uh, the reveal of Adama being back, but there's one last dramatic thing as uh, Boomer's getting her shame walk through the Galactica, and people are, are shouting at her and uh, you know calling her a traitor and a toaster and I blah blah blah. Th- uh, think it's important to who point comes out why she's getting the shame walk. Why is she getting the shame walk? I'll tell you why. Because they are going to start doing experiments on her, as oh, Baltar fuck, says. That's right. You know, physical, psychological, oh, yeah. and uh, Tyrell's like, so like a guinea pig, and Baltar's like, yeah, that's pretty much the idea. And Tyrell's like, I don't, I don't like that. So that's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of like when you think about it, that's like super not chill. It's very no. uncool. It's like it's funny though because for all of Tyrell and um. Helos bitching about Boomer not being real and whatever the second their like humanity or what we call humanity whatever gets kind of um like troubled in that way their Cylonity yeah um both Hilo and Tyrell come around so it really Mm -hmm. shows that like they're kind of fighting against their own you know programming not in the sense of like actual physical programming right but like ideology and all of that it's um, almost as if humans good cylons bad isn't really all that black yeah, and white isn't that something weird i love sixes popping up throughout the episode to complain about um how uh boomers being treated and the use of the word like toaster and she's like what if they called our child yeah um it's it's really fun to have her because she even says in the episode in the last episode, I think, or the one before, she's like, I'll I'll be your conscience. Yeah. And now she's kind of popping up like Jiminy Cricket to do that. Yeah. But Jiminy six it. Sexy Jiminy, Jiminy six it. I love it. But uh, as as uh, Boomer's getting walked through the crowd, Callie uh, pops up out of nowhere and shoots her right in the stomach. Oh, no hesitation. Just boom, right in the stomach. And she collapses into Chief Tyrell's arms. Ugh. And he's desperately trying to stop the bleeding and keep her alive. Now remember, he's just lost two of his people on Kobol. He's not having a good like he, people are just dying just, around him. And he loves he's lost Callie. two of his people on Kobol. His his arm is is messed up in a sling from where he got shot and he just got the shit beat, beat out of him at the beginning of this episode which as far as we know was minutes ago in mm-hmm. in their time. Yeah. And a couple of weeks uh, ago he was accused of treason. Yeah. Yeah. And he just wants to fix spaceships. Oh. He just wants to keep Adama's planes flying. Because he needs his and planes Adama to fly. Adama needs his planes to fly. But uh, we, we end this episode like with uh, Boomer saying, I love you, Chief, as she presumably passes away in his arms. It's rough. It's really rough. It's very sad. It's Slightly less so because I know that there's a whole fucking flock of Sharons just. Oh yeah, they got plenty. They'll, yeah, they just roll another one out. We'll see. We'll, we'll see another one real soon. Yeah. I'm sure. It's still a boomer bummer though, you know. A boomer bummer. Love it. <laughs> no. So now that we've covered every possible thing that happened in the episode, Andrea, thoughts, questions, concerns, comments. Oh, now you want to know what I think. I mean, that's, that's, how, the that's how the show works. Yeah, literally how the show works. It seems like we go through these, like, runs of episodes where I, they give me a lot to speculate wildly about, and I freak out and whatever, and then they're, they slow it, I guess slow it down isn't the right way to say that, because there are, there's all a fucking lot like happening a in lot this episode. A lot happened this episode. Um, but it's 
in a lot of ways, I think I'm trying to decide if I agree with myself right now. Um, there, I'm a Gemini moon, uh, you so know, it's hard to I've, it's hard to say. I've I've had that that argument before. Thank you. I, I um, don't agree with myself. Well, it's easy when there are so many copies of you running around. I don't yeah. have that issue as far as I know. So, um, wait, I had a real point. Oh, so this is another. I'm trying to decide if I agree with myself. I think this is one of those episodes where we really get to dig into the human politics of things. Like there's the stuff with Boomer being called a toaster and all, but even that is like a reflection of how people operate in this universe, right? And yeah. we get all the tensions between the government and the military and, mm -hmm. you know, Lee, like you said, kind of coming into his own and... Yeah, that's a good point. There's not a single like Cylon threat this entire episode. Mm -mm. All of the tension is just interpersonal. Even on Caprica. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not a single Cylon threat this whole episode. It's all people and humanity collapsing. Mm -hmm. And so in that way, it's kind of hard to speculate about the that side of things. I really can't wait to see how Roslyn and, and Zarek what transpires with that because i know they're planning on going to hide out somewhere but we don't know where yet right they haven't told us zarek's beach house <laughs> is that true <laughs> where would he have a beach house oh he's been in prison for the last well it's like... also they're they're fleeing their planets where he brought his beach house with him maybe they're going back to another planet what is up with the I other mean, planets they brought a luxury cruise ship oh there's probably a beach on cloud nine there's a fucking Oh, where was the, I'm calling it the dome ship, which is an Animorphs reference, but the place that had the like beautiful foresty garden. Cloud nine. Okay. So maybe there's a beach on cloud nine. Maybe. Hmm, hmm, hmm. There might be. There might be. I like to think they're going back to Zarek's uh, cell on the Zephyr. <laughs> I guess they could be they're going. They're just going to bunk together. I mean, they could be going back to the Zephyr. It could be. Hmm. I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. What do you think Adama's going to do when he finds out that Ty declared martial law? I, I know he's not going to be happy. I really, I do think that Adama thinks there's nothing that, like, Ty could do that would be so, you know what I mean, as to be unforgivable. But he's really fracked things up this time. He's really fracked things up. And I... Yeah, I mean, at least four civilians died on a ship. Yeah, that's... Because Ooh, Atama's of, not going to um, like that either. Because of what he did, the the president, uh, who was just uh, supposed to be removed from office, uh, was in the brig and is now, like, on the run with his son, who uh, was also supposed <laughs> to be in the brig. And Adama has no idea about the stuff with the prophecy and all with with her he doesn't know that she's sick he doesn't know that everybody's decided that she's the the one to the lead us one. and man so yeah there's a lot i'm i just i can feel the show getting ready to pop off in a way that i don't know that i'm ready to handle and i have um uh one of my friends who's been watching and was was listening along with us and then couldn't anymore and he's just kind of like flying through it and will just send me messages that say things like pretend I said something about something crazy that happened but not um, <laughs> or I can't wait for you to finish the show and it's cruel and mean but I'm doing well, a great job of well, that maybe, we, maybe it's time we go watch the next episode what do you say I would love to spool up those FTLs do you know what FTL stands for faster than light hey you do nice so with that said let's spool up the FTL drives and jump to the uh, to the next location and see if we can't figure out where 
uh, Tom Zarek's beach house is. <laughs> so say we all. So say we all. I think it's in Atlantic City. So say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition One is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.